0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Green Pole Podcast. I'm Dan Crawford and with me is Oscar to go over our second of two back-to-back victories and Oscar, our third win of the season against Leeds United. We probably made it a bit harder than it needed to be yesterday at Craven Cottage. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad at all, thank you. And what? And what did you? Th- what's your first emotion? Because I bumped into you with your family uh, outside Craven Cottage yesterday afternoon. What was your first emotion on the final whistle? Was it relief that we got the three points?
1: Yeah, definitely relief. It was definitely one of the more uh, nerve wracking results of the season. Sort of, it, it it brings me back to some of the memories of them, um, some of the other sort of <clears> one <throat> nil. One nil draws. We a uh, one um one goal when leads we've had throughout yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, throughout the season and um it's 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 nice sometimes because we often we're sometimes you know especially against big six sides we trail a lot um and you know it's often just a one goal lead and we're playing well so it's really nice to be on the other end of that for once and being able to sort of actually hold on to a lead which is is really nice.
0: And we will start from the beginning because, as my English teacher used to tell me, that's as good a place to start as any. Um, it was a strange game. Often the twelve thirty games, they always say never bet on the early kickoff. I mean, you should never bet at all. Certainly, in my case, given my terrible record of losing bets, um, but they they say never back the early kickoff because strange things happen. And it seemed like it was played at half pace for most of the first half. And Fulham didn't really get going in that first period. You did the player ratings for us this weekend and you were quite harsh on a couple of people. We'll come to that in a minute. But what was your opinion of the first half? It's quite slow to really get going. And although Fulham had more of the ball, Leeds probably had a couple of good chances in that first half.
1: Yeah, I think... I think for us, it, we weren't playing poorly as such in the sense that we were making lots of mistakes. It was just that, as you said, we were playing at like half pace—the half the pace we usually play. at, Which, you know, is fair enough. I don't. I think it's partly, you know, the mentality. You know, we 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 won. We won our last game. This isn't supposed to be one of the harder games of the season. Um, we've already we essentially set the third It's, all, it's one point of being mathematically certain uh, to stay up. So we're, we're, we're secure. Um, so there's not all that much apart from pride and things like that to play for. So it's understandable. And um, Leeds did have a good a couple of good chances. That free kick that Leno had to make a, a, an amazing save for him, in my I, opinion, anyway. Well,
0: I think that's yeah. quite a routine save for Burnt Leno. Really? Well, I do. I mean, it's in the middle of the goal. and I, I just Yeah, save. but he wasn't
1: expecting it, was he? Well, I I like most people be, tend to I shoot should, over the wall. Well, I should hope he was
0: expecting to have a shot from a free kick.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But he was expecting yeah. <laughs> it on the other side.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if you're a world-class goalkeeper, which Super then their goal is, then um, I'd be disappointed if I'd have let that in. Right? Yeah, but it was still a good save. I get what you're saying. Mark Rocker, who is probably, uh, I would say, must be one of the worst Premier League footballers I've seen for a long time. Yes, he can strike a good ball. Oh, don't say that.
1: That's harsh from Meslier.
0: We'll come to him. We'll come to (laughs) Meslier in a minute. Um, But he can strike a good ball. But I'd be disappointed. Leno would be, or Leno, as I'm told by the Germans, we have to call him, um, would be, I think, would be disappointed if that doesn't go in. But anyway, I interrupted you. There was that one. There was one where I think it's Somerville gets across the front post. And Tosin, who I thought had another excellent game, gets a block in there. Just an instinctive thing, covering that near post run. Um, And it was a little bit nervy. And all we had were a couple of shots. Tosin had a header that I think would have been... It was offside, yeah, it was offside. Would have been offside. And we had a little flurry towards the end of the first half. But we didn't really, Leeds were sat a lot deeper and maybe that's the legacy. They were a
1: bit more conservative on the board. Letting
0: yeah. in 11 goals in two games or whatever it is. <laughs> that's that but team. they hassled <laughs> and harried us. And you mentioned this, you only gave, I can't remember what you gave Perlini, was it a six? Yeah, it was a six. And that's because, well, first of all, he gets a ridiculous booking from that very, um, talk to me about that.
1: Like, um. So- yeah, it's what causes the free kick. I, I, It was a silly challenge. I don't think it necessarily warranted a yellow, but the, I think what happened was there are a few not great challenges, not just... Yes, yeah, so the totting players. up
0: process. There's one yeah, from Ream.
1: Yeah. Ream yeah, did exactly. somebody,
0: wasn't there? And I yeah, think yeah, the referee yeah. played on, or
1: didn't yeah. Peter
0: Banks? Didn't really, was the ref- yeah. The referee. I, and I think
1: yeah.
0: Paulina paid for the sins of others.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: to be sinned against. Um, also, just to, yeah. Go on, just yeah.
1: Just just to quickly discount some controversy, which I saw online, the reason that there were some people asking why uh, Reams passed back to Leno was not counted as a back well, pass. Rodrigo
0: touched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: touched it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say because it, it grazed his knee. And the, like the uh, the referee pointed at the linesman when um, someone was questioning. Yeah, that, so I saying, think the linesman
0: yeah. flat said to the referee that had come off Rodrigo's studs. Yeah, think now yeah. maybe it was his knee. But uh, this was a talking point, um, or apparently in the BT, the BT Sport Punditry, it are go wildly off topic here, Rio Ferdinand, Steve Sibwell and Joe Cole. Okay. And there's a segment that's on their Twitter feed, because um, obviously we we're at the game mate, so we wouldn't have heard this. And Steve Sibwell says, I've been really impressed with Jao Paulinho. He's a lot like me. Um, <laughs> and I don't wish to to mean Steve Sibwell in any way, shape or form, but he was part of the double pivot that I've mentioned on this podcast before. Parker and Sibwell, possibly the slowest pair of central midfielders Fulham has ever fielded in the top line, <laughs> right, and we got relegated. And Steve Sibwell comparing himself to Jair Paulina is like me comparing myself to Michelangelo. Um, it's just not it's just not a fair comparison. Anyway, what I was getting to was you gave Palinia a sixth, and he wasn't as imposing, and neither was Harrison Reed in that first half, and it seemed like all the little ingre all the little things that needed to happen to make us fluent weren't quite happening in that first half. And we came out in the second period much more at it. Is that fair?
1: That is fair. I think part of the reason, sort of Harrison Harrison Reed didn't look um, as imposing on the game as he usually does in that first half was because I noticed a lot of the time him and Harry Wilson actually switched positions. So um, quite a few times Harrison Reed ended up on the wing playing, you know, much more of a uh, much more of attacking football, whereas. Uh, uh, Wilson was sort of dropping back a bit more uh, in the midfield. So I, I found that a bit strange, actually. I'm not quite sure why that was happening, but um, me and a couple of the guys next to me were joking that maybe everyone will have a go in a diff- in different positions. But uh,
0: Well, it's a yeah. very continental thing. Like, they do the, the switching of positions. Reid has done this all season, and he did it a little bit last season. He would pop up as a sort of right-sided midfielder, like right midfielder. Um, yeah occasionally during the passage of play, he would come out to the right and it would make space for um, whoever was the right winger to come in field. And with Wilson being so left-footed, that makes sense. Um, and it just makes it more difficult for the opponents to to pick up on it. My problem with that was, um, occasionally it means Harrison, sorry, Lydia, I'm about to... Uh, I'm about to uh, demean Harrison Reed or discredit Harrison Reed a little bit. The one part of his game that's not quite at the top level for me at the moment is maybe his crossing or what he does when he's out alone wide right. Sometimes <laughs> he can do a, tr- a trick or a flick, but if he's not got Tete going on alongside up on the overlap or he's not got anyone near him, sometimes it can peter out. But it's a... It's a real nitpick because... Um,
1: but I don't think that's you know, a really, yeah. I, don't I, think
0: Nussle... I, I think Harrison Reed, you know, is in line and should be, should be featuring for England. In the second half, it was much more um, the rampaging Harrison Reed that, that we know, but that was because we imposed ourselves on Leeds. And I wanted to talk about two of the people who helped us do, do that. Should we talk about William the Conqueror? To begin with, because I know you, you you enjoyed um williams uh performance uh in this in this match greatly um he's doing things at at thirty four that that most people can't do at twenty four um and he was excellent again uh yesterday wasn't he
1: yeah he was and I think you know it, it's a testament to what people can do at any age really and Although he made a couple of mistakes when he was on the ball in the first half, realistically it doesn't even matter, matter that much because his um, cross, his uh, some of his crosses were absolute, were really, really, really good, and he he has he's he's got that quality on the first touch when he gets the ball when someone passes the ball to him, he does stuff with the ball that no one else can do in our team. You know, he can have a little trick, he can have some flair, which something Pereira had a little bit of that towards the start of the season, but that's so sort of petered out as the season's gone on but he's able to just do things with the ball that other people on a team just can't. He can get it in places where we can't, other team players can't. And people are writing him off as a start, you know, you'll have the occasional cameo, stuff like that. But that's not what's happened. And he's been frankly amazing. And um, long may it continue, you know. I think we should hand him a blank contract, just, you know, as long as he wants to play, he can well, play. steady
0: on, mate, steady on, I'm glad yeah, you're just... not in charge of, you know, I'm done. <laughs> it's not one of those Rio Ferdinand, remember when he said, just give Ole the contract, let him write in whatever he wants, that works out not, well. not, Not not, in terms of salary,
1: not in terms of salary, but in how a long he was A contract, that's what it means. Yeah, yeah, I mean in terms of how long it's spoke, because we only signed him for a year, so I'd I don't know if we even got an extension on that. I'm not sure, but no, I definitely
0: no. so, so I think I think you will go with the Arsenal model of people above the age of 30. You just start with a year's contract. I know that annoyed Danny Murphy when we brought in that policy because he <laughs> wanted to see a two-year contract, and I think that's why he ended up at Blackburn. But I, I, I think that's sensible. Just so you're yeah, not t- tied down to somebody. You know, I can think of people uh, who who. Burnham players who, once they've got their contract, suddenly they don't produce. But let's not go. There. The <laughs> thing about Willian is he's become integral to the team and he holds the ball in tight spaces, exceptionally well for someone who's not rapid. He's got a great burst of acceleration. He's got great technique. And you could wax lyrical. Um... Also,
1: it has got very high work rate, which I really admire. Oh,
0: yeah. Look, and that's the, that's the thing about a silver side. Marco Silva, nice to see him back on the touchline again, um, finally. Don't do not do anything again, Marco. We need you on the touchline, even if shout-out to Luis Foamorte for that wonderful win at Everton. Um, we've got the ingredients of a, a non-negotiable in a silver team is that you work hard. Uh, and that brings me on to the next person we, we want to talk about, the Prince of Wales himself. Uh, Harry uh, Wizard Wilson Um, that is the first time uh, Harry Wilson scored back-to-back Premier League goals since 2014 I think in in back-to-back games Um, the last time I think it was at Bournemouth Um, and the way he took that volley I know it was close in but he absolutely leathered it in off the crossbar. And it was a great bit of technique. Now, we got into some trouble last time, Oscar, when I told you, talk to me about the first goal. The first goal? You know <laughs> yeah, it what was... you're talking about. Tell hopefully, me about hope, it. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully, yeah, go on.
1: So um, there's a crossing played by, ooh, is it? I think it's Robinson. Right, Robinson plays in one of his few. Well, he was good, but generally his crosses aren't of the highest quality. Um but uh, he plays in a very good cross and Leslie sort of gets a hand to it. But he um, unfortunately just gives it essentially straight back to us. And uh, Wilson manages to sort of just whack it in onto the crossbar and it goes in. It was, to be fair, it was a very good strike, but he got a bit lucky there, you know, with the post and all. And um, he deserves a goal. And I, But it was, I think, in my opinion, a bit lucky it was that opportunity. Well, it was
0: lucky that, really got it. that it presented itself. But a uh, bit of uh, Jedi was slander here from you. Um, the whole opportunity comes because our friend Mark Rocker gives the ball to Robinson in the middle of the field, trying some sort of cross-field switch that doesn't come off. And Robinson charges forward, no?
1: Yeah.
0: and gets himself into a position where he can um where where he can make hay. Um and he puts a it's a whipped um cross and Melier up oh, so here we go. I mean we're used to castigating Fulham goalkeepers. If that was uh Marcus Bertinelli or Marek Roder, um there you know, pitchforks would be a gang of people with pitchforks would be storming down is Road, saying, you know, get him out of our club, essentially. Because Meliard has flapped and handed us three points yesterday. Like, he should not, he should still be dealing with that as a goalkeeper. You're absolutely right about that part, part of it. But I wanted to talk about Wilson, shows you what confidence can do. We've all sort of spoken about Harry and he's not quite been on the level of last season when he was exceptional. Um, and arguably one of the players of the season. This season, he had that horrible injury um, in pre season. Thank you, Tyrone Mings. Um, Rust himself back to play for Wales, and we're not quite in the World Cup, and we've not quite seen the best of Harry Wilson. He was brilliant at Everton, and he was very good, other than the goal. I thought he was very good yesterday. Am I. What, what, yeah, would, you, absolutely. what would you say about Harry Wilson's performance in general, Oscar? Uh,
1: I think um, it's been a struggle for him getting back to sort of full fitness. And um, it's on. it was honestly, he, it was probably his best performance of the season against the Leeds, And, um, you know, I, I don't think he's, you, you said he's not quite where he was at in the championship. I, I would agree with that, but I wouldn't say he's far off. And if he continues to get game time, which I think he will, because he, I think he's earned it these last couple of games, um, he'll probably get back to where he was, if not better, because, I think the rate of improvement we've seen from because every time I saw him play this season when he's come back when he, after he came back from injury, sure at the start it wasn't great, but every game he was improving, every single game he was doing something better. You know, before these last two games, a couple of times I saw him before that he was starting to you know dribble a bit better, he was doing a nice couple tricks, a couple of good runs, those kind of things. So it's been a gradual process, sort of getting him back to where he to to where he was, but I think he'll definitely get there. I think there's no question.
0: Yeah, gimme, give gimme, give gimme give a winger from Corwin as uh, as the Welsh fans uh, sing. And I'd love to uh, see the Fulham fans appropriate that chance. Um, the thing about Harry Wilson is he makes that run, you mentioned it earlier, from the right wing into the centre. And that poses an extra problem for centre-backs about who to pick up. He's, I think he's an intelligent footballer. And many people have already, just online and in person, say, oh, he's just a championship player. Well he's not he's an integral part of a Welsh side that's got two major championships, and i uh, I think there's a lot more to come from, from from Harry wilson um like you. the second goal, Oscar, is arguably an even bigger um flap from our friend melier <laughs> uh again Robinson does what we. What we want him to do, he gets there and he puts the ball into an area that's difficult to defend. I think it's yeah. uh, Bobby Decredova-Reed who goes and challenges for it in the six-yard box.
1: Yeah, it doesn't quite reach it and then it falls no, too No, but
0: he um... puts off the goalkeeper. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, he He gets himself does. in there where he might hurt himself and yeah. other people. And, you know, I think I could have scored that.
1: It was a walk-in. Yeah, I also just want to say the build-up to that was actually by Pereira, who also scores in the end, and it was um actually a really good pass from him, which set up um Anthony Robinson for the cross. You know, to begin with, which I thought um I actually thought he was he wasn't as good as we saw him at the start of the season, but he definitely had to, at Pereira. I mean, had a, had a big improvement uh these last couple of games uh compared to how he was. Let's say you know, against West Ham. I'm a big,
0: a big fan of Andy P, you know, I still haven't quite forgiven him for not shooting when he's clean through on Lucas Fabianski rather than trying to samba it around him. Um, but he's more than redeemed himself. Um, because I've seen Fulham players miss those kind of chances. Uh, I I won't name them, but I've I've seen Fulham strikers miss and, and midfielders miss open goals. Um, So that that was very good. And it became very important. Um, Just before we touch on the Leeds goal, I I do want to welcome two new members of the 100 Club. And I know you'll want to um, major on this. We've spoken about uh, Anthony Robinson, one of his best performances of the season in what has been largely a very good season for Jedi. He made that's his 100th Fulham appearance. Um, And I think the ceiling is quite high. Anthony Robinson uh, to go on he's had a great year with the United States um, and he's clearly the first choice left back and you can see why because he adds more in the final third 100 games for Anthony Robinson since he joined from Wigan Athletic for just over 2 million pounds seems like he's been a bit of a bargain Oscar what, what would you say about Anthony Robinson's Fulham career briefly so far
1: yeah, I'd say um, he's we bought him first. You said two million, and you know, in just mathematical terms, he has played at like a forty million pound player, let alone a two million pound player. You know, we we got him for pennies on the pound. It was uh, although we didn't know we didn't we weren't we didn't really know that at the time. But he's 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 been one of the key players in this Fulham side, and I think I think it'll remain like that for a while, and. I do criticise him sometimes because his crossing, not last, you know, against Leeds was very good, but... Well, I think comparison
0: to Joe Bryan who seems to be able to, you know, find Mitrovic from I I reckon even in Nice now, Joe Bryan put a cross on
1: Alexander Mitrovic's head in Wandsworth. Um, yeah, that's the that's the one thing I do miss about Brian. I have to say, but but, only
0: the one thing. That's a bit hard.
1: I liked him. No, no, I liked him. And to be honest, up until if if everyone, if if this opinion wasn't quite so unpopular, I, I would actually want him back. And you know, may, maybe not a uh, star. If you could, if you could,
0: um, mate, if you could meld Brian's crossing with Robinson's, pace, oh, you'd have a hell of a player. You'd have a sort of one hundred and fifty. You have Roberto Carlos, frankly. Um, right, the other one, and I know you'll want to talk about him. His magic, you know, Tosin a 100 appearances for Fulham. Another one who we got on the cheap, 1.5 million there or so from Manchester City. 100 appearances, three really good games in a row for Tosin. You no, know, West Ham, uh, Everton and this one. Talk to me about Tosin. I know you're a fan, I think, yeah. Oscar.
1: I am a fan, I think. Um, I do like Diop, though, but and I think Diop is better in those, um, I've said this before, I think, in those one-on-one situations, but uh, Tosin just, he he's better looking at the game as a whole, and he's much better aerial, in my opinion, especially if they're trying to loft it over our defence or they're trying to do some sort of through ball, anything really, and um, and at corners and set pieces and stuff like that, obviously. I think, it's good that we have some competition in these in in defence because you know we don't have much competition in our squad because we lack depth. So to have it in defence is probably is, is not probably, is a really good thing. And I think, um, you know, I think he's earned his place right now, Tosin, because um, the deal was a, was really good. And then sort of last few games before he was dropped from the starting line he started to slip a little bit. He hasn't been poor, but he wasn't the same as he once was. But so I think it was overall. Um, overall, I think he's a really good player, <laughs> and um, I do think I do think in the heel he will be the future. And um, what I'm looking forward to see actually is obviously Green won't last forever, and I think we all have to what? accept that. You he, don't I think Green
0: won't last forever. What's your battle?
1: Yeah, I know, I know, but um, it's it's a it's, uh, very controversial, but. Um, <laughs> I think um, I want to see a bit more of Diop and toasted, especially in the pre-season and, you know, cup games in the few next season and stuff like that, because I think it's important that we get those two playing and see, because I know they're both um, left-footed and that's not great, but if we can get them both working together, I honestly think that could be, really, be a really good partnership if we don't buy a new centre-back in the in the transfer window, because I think those two could work together really well because they've got different strengths and can they can definitely help each other out
0: you could even play 3 so you could even play 3 centre backs really no
1: no don't
0: do add and Tosin. no no i'm not going there it's just an idea on floating we'll, we'll come back to it because you think tete and anthony robinson would be very suited to being wing backs it's just a different system i know the hipsters like to play around with their their systems i don't know how it would how it would quite work right a couple of other well we'll have to talk about um leeds and the goal Um, I was giving Patrick Bamford some grief because uh, he played for uh, the sanctioned section of SW6. And of course, he normally scored the goal, but it came off jail and it was a bit of a scrappy one. And then we really had to guts it out, Oscar. Um, Now, the encouraging thing about this was, we managed the game pretty well, even though we seemed to be playing until Leeds scored. Um, where he had, by, by my reckoning, 10 minutes of uh added time, and I wanted to bring this in. Tom Kearney came on. Uh, yesterday for another substitute's appearance. That is Tom Kearney's 25th appearance as a a substitute in the Premier League. He's four behind a certain Duncan Ferguson, who holds the record of 29 substitute appearances in a Premier League season uh, in 2004-05. Well, there ain't nobody like Tom Kearney, and he really helped us to manage the game and get another crucial three points. And I thought he was slightly harsh to say he didn't touch the ball enough. So I'm only giving him a six. Would you like to revisit your marking of uh, of Tom Kenny?
1: I'm afraid he... not.
0: <laughs> well, that's no, the I... end of that one. No, okay. We'll move on. No, no, no. We're, running I think was... We're running out of time. We're running think... out of time. Move... we have to move on, mate. So All I've right. got I've got some stats, some more stats to finish. Um. So, in terms of Premier League records, we've now got to 13 top flight wins, one short of 14 wins, which we've achieved four times in our Premier League period, 2003-04 under Chris Coleman, 2005-06, also under Chris Coleman, 2008-09 under Roy Hodgson, and 2011-12 under Martin Yole, uh, We've now scored 44 goals, uh, which is eight short of our best ever uh, goal scoring season in the Premier League. We've scored 52 twice, once in 2003 and three four either Chris Coleman. And then the very next season, we scored 52 again, 2004-05. Um, we know about the points record. We're looking for 54 to beat the 53 of and. 8-9 remarkably we're on 45 and just one to take us into tuesday night which we're going to need to touch on oscar before we finish um we've scored 21 goals away from home this season mm-hmm. the fulham record in the top in the premier league is 23 in 2003-4 and 2004-5 So we need three more away goals. I'm not suggesting they're all going to come at once at Villa Park on Tuesday (laughs) night. But we should be able to score three more goals away from home this season. I'm touching whatever this is. Wood, bolster plywood. Need you all to touch wood. You think we can get three more? What what do you think? We should be able to get another Premier League win before the end of the season.
1: Oh, I think definitely at least um, a win or two. We've got a couple of tough fixtures next, obviously Liverpool and um, Villa. I think Villa. It actually depends. You know, I think we've now seen actually a few more, um, you know, shock results at home today. in Spurs and Newcastle, for example. So no spoilers.
0: I... No spoilers. I don't know what happened. Don't tell me what happened. I've you haven't watch... seen it? No. I've got to watch no, you... match of the day. No spoilers, please.
1: You, you please... haven't. You haven't.
0: No, I haven't. I've been out. All I don't day. Know
1: i have been watching
0: <laughs> Fulham FC women draw nil nil with Salt Dean. Uh, yeah,
1: that 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 was probably more quality than that match. To be
0: fair, <laughs> no, don't don't be rude. Don't be rude.
1: Um, right. No, no, I was saying I was saying the women's match was probably higher quality than. that. Oh really? Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, let's that's see. what I, that's what I was trying to insinuate. Sorry. Right. Right. No, that's important clarity. Let's talk quickly about Aston Villa because we're almost out of time. Um, we Wallops Aston Villa. And they sacked Stephen Gerrard within like two minutes of him coming off the Craven Cottage edge. And Villa got Unai Emery. And now Villa are going for Europe. And they look really good. And they did us a favour because you said earlier on there's nothing to play for. Well, there's a certain South West London, West London mini league which Fulham are now edging ahead of because Douglas Luiz scored an equaliser at Legoland. No? Um, to to uh, ensure that we nipped ahead of uh, uh, of a certain uh I'll stop in Hounslow, you said it um, <laughs> to to assume the rightful place uh, at the top of that that mini league, um, and that's why going to Aston Villa in the sort of local bragging rights. That's going to be a tough game. They're really flying, although Emmy Martinez got himself injured. Um, what 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 are you looking for from Aston Villa on or on Tuesday, mate? Quickly, and wh- how um, are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna challenge? What do we need to do to to take on a resurgent Villa at, I home, think, at their home ground?
1: Yeah, I think we um sort of need to continue what we've do, been doing. I think we need to sort of play. Arguably I'd say we need to play more like we played against Everton because against Leeds we were a bit um half-hearted, you know, as we've touched upon, against um a more it's a side that's been absolutely thrashed twice in a row. So I think we'll need to play more like we played against Everton, who had much more fight in them than uh Leeds did, in my opinion. So um I think it'll be good to have Dan James back, which I'm delighted about. Oh, um, okay.
0: I was waiting for the Dan James mention. There it is. Collect your <laughs> the sweepstake winners can collect their Sweepstake. It's only taken in, what, 32 minutes, possibly. Yeah, well done, Oscar. You got your Dan James in. What about the rest yeah. of the team? Are you, mate, you know, are we going to price? some other would, things?
1: I, I would say um, keep the back line and stuff the same. I, I would, to be honest, and I know this isn't going to be very popular and people are going to, you know, they're going to laugh at me first, but I would change um, Harrison Reed, and I'd put in Lukic because Harrison and, and see how it goes because oh, I think it has a chance. Oh, mate,
0: that's a call and a half. I think you need Harrison Reed. So I, I, I think Lukic is showing signs of um, adapting to the Premier League. Did a did a good job actually helping us get the points. I praised Tom Kearney for it earlier, but Lukic was just as important, sitting in there and winning some tackles. But I think you have to start with Harrison Reed for a game against Aston Villa, because uh, I'm not sure Lukic played against played played in the uh, played at Legoland, and it weren't his best night. Even if he didn't, well, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all. Even if, but he did get physically assaulted by um, by Ivan Tony. Not really sure why Ivan Tony's still playing. We're banning people left, right, and centre from playing in the the Premier League, and Ivan Tony's still going. Very good column in the Sunday Times today by Martin Samuel. A sentence that I don't normally use, where he says, "Maybe the FA is allowing." Ivan Tony to play for the whole season so that everyone is disadvantaged uh by the fact that you know he shouldn't be playing rather than so that everyone gets the opportunity to play against Ivan Tony so nobody can take legal action against the FA or the Premier League um because obviously all of Ivan Tony's goals should be annulled um yeah. and then uh that our, our friends from Hounslow would find it very difficult. But there we go. There's a bit of uh, bluster from me uh, to finish. Oscar, great fun having you on the podcast again tonight. Thanks for staying up past your bedtime, son. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, Oscar uh, may well be back, although I'm not sure when we're going to record the podcast uh, from from Villa Park. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um Still some tickets available if you want to follow Fulham away. It's been good this season. We'll be going for a uh, Once. <laughs> club club record uh, seventh away win in the top flight. Uh, and maybe we'll be able to do it. But this has been a fantastic uh, season. I've quite enjoyed this podcast. I hope you do uh, too. Thanks very much, Oscar. Really appreciate you being with us.
1: No problem, man. Come on, you whites.
0: Come on, you whites. He's done it indeed. Cheers.